Hey guys, this is Leah Wilson with House in Order Podcast, where we talk about parenting to the heart of your child and happy marriage, inspired by the teachings of Pastor Forrest and Mary Jane Ritchie. I'm an attorney, business owner, child welfare advocate, and understudy of my grandparents, Pastor Forrest and Mary Jane. No matter where you are in life, hoping to have kids or mama of four, looking forward to marriage or married for 40 years, we all have the same goal to thrive in our first ministry to our spouse and children. Hello, thank you for joining me for episode three of House in Order. Today we are going to talk about six things every child needs. This will be a fun one. It's a lesson of my grandmother's inspired by an article by Andrea Adkins and Here's what I truly believe is the gut check that provides an overarching like theme or umbrella, if you will, for the six things that our children need. So it can be summed up with this. Our actions and words must support a strong sense in our children that they are connected to their family and their community. Connectedness. It's so powerful for humans. And it starts at this super young age. I mean, you can see it even when your baby starts to make eye contact with you. So we have to remember that, that our actions and our words must be geared towards supporting and securing that sense of connection. And one of the major arms of this sense of connectedness and creating a safe space for our children is to create that space for them to learn and to work hard and learn from mistakes and everything else will follow because making mistakes and hiding from them breaks connection. So let your kids make mistakes. Encourage them to try new things. Ask them about the mistakes they made throughout the day. Ask them what they learned from those. Learn um, for them to make those mistakes and that they know that you expect mistakes to be made because we're always trying new things. and We're going further and we're working harder. So celebrate those things and embrace mistakes in your household as a safe place. Let's dive right in because I know that it can be amazingly frustrating to feel like you don't know what your child needs and like you are losing resourcefulness on how to help your child thrive. But when you feel that way, go back to these six things that we're going to talk about today and see if one of them is slipping through. So can you up your game in any one of these necessities and see a simple resolve? It's freeing to know that a kid's needs, in fact, are not rocket science. Their needs are basic and the fulfillment of those makes a massive difference in their ability to be content and joyful and try new things and grow and adapt. And isn't that the goal? That every day that we are able to find joy in things, we're able to be content with where we are, but we're able to grow and make every day even better. All right, number one. I bet if I let you have enough time, you could guess what number one necessity is. And it's I love yous. So consistently showing your child interest, affection, and concern communicates I love you, and so do the simple words, I love you. And then both of these things have to be a part of our children's every day. One of my favorite ways to do this is to tell my boys that mommy is so thankful that I get to be your mama. And as they grow, it's more and more about showing 
interest in what they are interested in, which in large part, let's be honest, as they get older, they're interested in their friends. So us us showing interest in their friends is super important. So get to know their friends, get to know even their friends' likes, not just your kids' likes, and their favorite activities and have their favorite snack on hand at your house so they feel welcome here and so that your child knows that you care about what they care about. I said this on episode two, and I'm going to say it again, that a core desire of your child is to know that you approve of them. If your communication is always sharp and always correction, then they lose that sense of approval and it can really break connection with your child. So number one, once again, was I love yous. Number two, structure and limits. Believe it or not, no matter how hard it is to grasp, we all know that boundaries actually make kids feel more confident. Boundaries give your kid the reassurance to try new things. And our babies need guidelines for behavior and to consistently know what is acceptable. Because when they do things that we disapprove of and it's a surprise to them that we disapprove, then it catches them off guard and they can take it more personally. But when our communication is clear enough that they know the boundary lines and the boundary lines are not a surprise and they stay consistent then it doesn't break connection when the boundary is broken because they know it's related to the boundary and they have that clear expectation. We won't stay on number two long because a lot of this goes back to consistently enforcing what we ask of our children and so they can learn to thrive within those parameters instead of being confused or frustrated. When kids know what to expect, they have freedom. It might seem counterintuitive that boundaries create freedom, but They absolutely do, especially ones that are in line with the child's maturity level. As maturity increases, of course, boundaries have to change. Number three, conversation. The time to really hear your kids so that they are more likely to talk to you regularly is a must. A lot of time, the tendency of a mother is to rush to solve things. But make sure your child has had the time to fully get out what he or she was trying to say without judging it and without trying to solve it. So it's just putting that pause on our little solving wheels that go off in our head until we've fully heard the child. I mean, this involves the good old principle that we know of make eye contact and ask questions and help them come to their own conclusions. I mean, they're growing into little people. And if we can show a genuine interest in what their thoughts are and what they're thinking and doing and feeling, then we can facilitate, even from a young age, a sense of value and worth and responsibility for their own actions, especially. So making that eye contact and letting them come um, come up with answers to the questions you have for them so they can come to their own conclusions. This can start from a super young age. It's really funny because I have even began doing this some with my two-year-old, but he will look at me in the face right dead in the eyes and say, just 
tell me. He just wants me to tell him what the answer is. When he has a question for mama and he needs something, then he's like, just tell me. And it's so stinking sweet. But we continue to encourage thought within them. Lecturing is not talking and asking, how was your day, is not a conversation. So we have to realize that the conversations have to go deeper than that. And there has to be genuine interest in what's going on in their little lives. And I know that we, um, in a lot of families, and I admit this is a weakness in our own, have lost the art of sitting down at a dinner table for a protected space and making eye contact and catching up on each other's days. So there, that has to be somewhere. If it's not a guaranteed thing at night at the dinner table, then make sure that it's coming into play at least somewhere in your daily routine. Schedule things in your routine that give you uninterrupted time together. That's the key. Does something in your family's routine lend uninterrupted time together? One of my times is Wednesday nights playing a game and we do that because um, daddy is late at work that night. So we know that we have the house is quiet and we're not going anywhere. So after dinner, we always get a game out. Another time is I'm with my older son on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays carpooling. And so I'm super intentional about either if we are listening to music, then he gets to choose the music. But if we're not listening to music, that we're having conversation. And to date, our best and deepest conversations are in the car because it's uninterrupted. We're together. I have his attention. He's in a seatbelt, not running off to go anywhere else. It's when Isaiah totally asks the hard questions and it's when he shares his deepest thoughts. Um, Car time or when I get home at night is also a dedicated chunk of time to ask intentional questions. Going back to that safe place to make mistakes, it's asking, what did you do today that was new to you? What mistakes did you make today? What did you learn from your mistakes? And those types of questions plant the seeds that A, they will make mistakes and that's okay. And that B, they can come to me with their mistakes. So I want to know about them and I am not looking for perfection. Number four, our kids need something shared. When your child feels connection with you, it helps them realize that they are connected to other people too. So if we don't facilitate that strong connection with our children between ourselves and them, then that inhibits their sense of the ability to connect with others. We are their first point of connection. And if we make that strong, it only equips them to realize that they are part of a bigger community and that they are part of circles that matter to them and they matter to others. So when your child has a place in this world, that leads to happiness in adulthood. And the way to foster that connection is through sharing memories and sharing meals. Those are two surefire ways that we can foster connection. Share memories and share meals. That's something shared. Parenting shouldn't be drudgery. 
So find ways to enjoy doing nothing together and find ways to have fun together. So be able to identify the ways that you can sit down and have certain boundaries that it's enjoyable just to be content in the same room and then find ways to have fun together. Identify those specific ways. And obviously that will change as seasons change because one of the biggest things about um, enjoying mommyhood is realizing that everything is for a season and everything is a phase. Remember, it's so much easier to share joy and laughter and moments with your child if boundaries and structure and honor are being taught from a young age. Having these something shared is can be a source of frustration if you're trying to make memories, but yet there's not good communication between your child and you because boundaries haven't been initiated. Number five, playtime. Super important. It's, I don't even know how I put all these things in order because the top six are just, they're truly every single one is a necessity and you could argue which one is more important. Um, So just because number five is playtime does not make it fifth in importance. Um, Free and undirected play helps your child's brain develop properly. It shapes the brain, it opens the imagination, and invigorates the soul. There's so much study done on playtime. There's so much showing us that our kids will be more creative and more secure and more adventurous and go further in life if that playtime helps them discover their talents and their resourcefulness and hones their abilities to problem solve and get along with others. Think about that. Think about how valuable and pivotal those things are that can be learned from playtime. Discovering their talents, being resourceful, honing their abilities to problem solve and get along with others. So giving that space of free and undirected play, that's huge. I mean, it can be outdoors in the summer. We love just spending time outside in the summer, whether it's in a field to let the kids run or on a hill to let them be goofy or whether it's at the beach or even on a rainy day. If it's inside and there's a huge art bin in the middle of the floor and they're just free to do what they please with all the supplies for one or two hours. So just making sure that we have, that we are giving our kids access to free and undirected play. Kids that play, it's said, have nimble minds and can look at things from different sides and problem solve and get along with others. So before you sign your kid up for another activity, ask first whether he or she is getting enough time to just hang out and let their imagination guide them each week. So it's seriously a question we have to ask is, does this activity fit without eating all the time for my kid to just be and let their imagination guide them? What's really cool, and I'm super spoiled by this, but Isaiah at the Oaks Academy gets discovery time for 40 minutes every single day at school. It's brilliant and it fuels creativity and self-worth in these kids. And it's super fun because 
all of the kids in the class know each other by their strengths and what they share with the class in discovery time. So Isaiah is always coming home talking about how all the kids want him to make them a dragon drawing or a spear made out of paper and tape. And so he's known for his dragon drawings and he's known for making these spears. And I know that his best friend Dylan makes paper airplanes that fly better than anyone else's paper airplanes. So it's super fun to watch to see these kids um, appreciate each other's strengths and to share connection and to share with each other through those strengths. Number six, independence. So American moms tend to raise their kiddos to depend on them wholly well into early adulthood. My parents, however, I was super blessed that their style looked a little bit different than that. And they instilled within me decision-making skills. And by the time I was 12, I knew that I was treated like a young woman with sound decision-making skills. So all that to say, I really want to encourage all of us mamas not to be afraid to develop your elementary school children into young men and women, to really embrace who they're growing into. And yes, we never want them to grow up. We never want them to lose their babiness and lose their kidness. But we have to realize that in all reality, it's my job to prepare my child for adulthood. So what better training ground than while we still have some time with them to prepare them for that? So we spend years navigating life with them and then it's time to let them give it a try. So we don't need to stay for the full dance class every time. Let your child have their own experiences. Doing things independently is very important because the child then feels confident because you trust their competence. So at an age appropriate time, Look for these opportunities and letting your child do things independently shows them that you believe in him or her. This also goes for allowing your child to complete their own school project. Guiding is great. Preparing them well is great. Talking to them about things that you've done that have worked in the past. All that is great. But allowing the work to be his or hers is crucial. Perfection is not the goal. The child's opportunity to learn and grow is the goal. The confidence to face new things or to accept a challenge will come out of the child's independence. And that's so key as we watch our children become the young men and women that God has called them to be. So remember, Mommyhood is not rocket science, that God isn't tricking us with some impossible feat, even though it takes so many hours on our knees learning to support our little people for the people that they are individually. But remember, if you're struggling with a child being content or being able to find joy in things or being able to calm their nervous system or sleep at night, Look back at these six things and see, is there one of these things that we can up our game in? Because we know that they're necessities and we know that they have massive impact. 
I'll say them one more time so that we can help each other along this journey at focusing on what's important to our babies. Number one, I love yous. Two, structure and limits. Three, conversation. Four, something shared. Five, playtime. And six, independence. All right, ladies, I hope that you are all having a lovely week and that you know how valuable you are and how much your babies need you and that you are perfectly and totally equipped to be the mom that your child needs. So make it a great week and I will see you next time. Thank you for joining me for House in Order. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and press share to Facebook and Twitter. Tag someone you know who wants to grow as a mama or wife. Have a great day. I'll see you next time.